Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce, and today is going to be a very special episode. We're talking Prime Day 2023. We're going to get you ready, some last-minute prep, uh, ways we can leverage Prime Day now, but also how we think about post-Prime Day, because there's lots of opportunities right after Prime Day as well. And I love episodes like this. Uh, one, I just love Prime Day and love Amazon in general, but the main reason I love this episode is because I'm not the only one from OMG on this show. So this is part of the OMG Experts series, and we have got two bona fide, legit marketing OGs and, and veterans of the space and key OMG Commerce team members. So we've got uh, Rachel Cowden, and Rachel is an ABM specialist, which stands for Amazon Brand Management. Been with OMG for going on two years, did five years of marketing and copywriting prior to that. And she just, she understands what it takes to market products on Amazon, how to optimize listings and optimize sales. And she's just a wealth of knowledge. So Rachel, welcome to the show. And uh, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. It's first podcast. So first podcast. (laughs) You look so comfortable, so confident, like yeah. you like you were born to do podcasts. Thank you. It's because of you. So and good, good. It's gonna be awesome. And then the next OMG expert, Mr. Jonathan Finkus. And Jonathan has been with OMG for five years, y'all. Five years is an eternity in the online space. All the clients that work with Jonathan love him. He is a master of Amazon ads. He understands Amazon in general. He's just a good business strategist as well. And uh, also, I don't know if it's going to come up on the podcast, no pressure. He's kind of a master of puns. So his pun game is on point. He's one of the only guys, one of the only people at OMG that can trade puns uh, kind of barb for barb with uh, co-founder Chris Brewer. So uh, anyway, Jonathan, how's it going, man? And and welcome to the show. Yeah, going good. Uh, Thanks for having me. But also, same as Rachel, my first podcast as well. First podcast. Uh, I feel bad, guys. I feel bad that that we've you know been doing podcasts so long, and I haven't had you guys on until right now. But um, hey, we're getting started, and we're here today, so that's all that matters. So, uh, what's the vibe like, both in the Amazon department and the vibe with clients here as we kind of enter the home stretch, approaching Prime Day? People excited? People nervous? There's a lot of energy. With what's going on here as we're prepping. I think it's a, a mix of both, really, uh, especially for my my clients. Um, there are a couple of accounts that are seeing some nice upswings leading into Prime Day. They're seeing some steady year-over-year growth right now, uh, where earlier in the year we had seen downtrends. So I think it's a, a mixed optimism because they know it was soft earlier, but it's looking decent now. So I think there's a hopeful, hopeful it'll be real good. Yes. Yeah, so, so interesting. I want to unpack that just a little bit, but go, go ahead, Rachel, because you had something there too. Yeah, no, I was just going to echo that it's nervousness, but also excitement. And um, for me on the ABM side, um, a lot of our prep goes in a little bit before Prime Day. So you're pushing through some of those big changes. And so we're kind of coming off of doing a bunch of big things to get ready for the event. And now it's um, kind of just, you know, seeing how it seeing how it all unfolds and, and monitoring everything as we head into yeah, it, it, really great point. If you're doing all of your prep now, uh, I hate to inform you, you're late on a lot of things. So we'll be talking about some last minute prep today, uh, plus some of the things we'll share will definitely apply for next Prime Day because hey, this this Prime Day is not going anywhere, and so you got to be ready for next Prime Day as well. But yeah, a lot on the Amazon brand management side, you got to get a plan early. Uh, some of the ad pieces, there are a few levers we can pull kind of last minute, but some of that has to, has to happen early. So Let's talk a little bit about Prime Day by the numbers over the last couple of years. And then I want you guys to share from your perspective, because you guys were in this, you were in the trenches last year and curious, you know, we'll get some takeaways from last year and some expectations for this year. And then we'll get into some of the, the prep items. So a little bit of info on Prime Day. It did start in 2015 as a way for Amazon to celebrate their 20th anniversary. And it was really a way to get sales in what, is usually the slowest month of the year. July, July is a pretty bad month for retail in general. And so Prime Day began uh, humble beginnings, but actually not super humble. If you think about it, 900 million in sales that first year, 
on the Prime Day event, but it's grown steadily. Biggest growth, probably no surprise to anyone, was from 2019 to 2020, right? So during the pandemic, we all were shopping at home. Prime Day exploded. $7.16 billion in sales in 2019. Jumped all the way up to $10 billion uh, in, in 2020. Actually, that wasn't the largest percentage growth, though, was it? Anyway, it was a huge jump. And uh, then, then in 2021, it was 11 billion, 11.19 billion. And the last year, 12.09 billion. So, last couple of years has been growing at about eight, nine percent a year, which is still staggering when you think that for the for a two day event, it's 12 billion dollars in sales. To give you a little bit of perspective, I looked up the total annual sales, right, and I'm I'm just going to throw this out here for you guys. No prep here. I did not give you guys any numbers ahead of time, so you, this may be wildly off. What do you think, J.C. Penney, legacy retailer? How much business does J.C. Penney do annually? That's a great question. Literally, <laughs> no like, idea. JC Penney, like, I haven't thought about them for years. It's, it's a good point. Yeah, is that I mean, still a thing? <laughs> yeah, I uh, have not been in one since the nineties, um, dude. It was the place to be in the nineties, man. I did like apparel. All the cool kids are wearing stuff from JCPenney. I aspired to wear stuff from JCPenney as, <laughs> as a youngster. And now I'm not even sure where the closest JCPenney is. But yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. Uh, I don't, I was going to say like $5 billion, which it's, I, I don't even know if that's crazy low. That's or actually that's... remarkably close. It's like seven point, I actually wrote down, and now uh, where did I put it? Like $7.9 billion a year. Uh, per year is what JCPenney does. Amazon during the Prime Day event, twelve point nine billion all done in that in that short window which is pretty crazy to think about and so uh for for that kind of volume to be happening and for amazon still to be growing at eight ten percent per year is crazy so a couple of things from last year that were interesting and i want to get perspective from you guys uh 300 million items purchased last prime day the math breaks down to about sixty thousand items purchased per minute which is wild. And and I don't think this was reflected for the OMG group of clients, but busiest shopping day was 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Wednesday, July 13th. Last year was on the, the 12th and the 13th. And so it was just it was a really interesting year last year. And we we saw kind of a different mix of products being sold last year versus versus previous years. What what do you guys remember about Prime Day last year that, that stood out to you? Yeah, yeah. I'll piggyback off of what you said about a different mix of products is that um, that's absolutely what we saw in that instead of people, you know, splurging on some of those more, um, you know, expensive high end items, people were hunting for the deals. They were looking for um, what was discounted and what do they need. Um, we talked a lot about, you know, how there are things like diapers that was that was doing great on a lightning deal. And that's um, just goes to that people were really um more deal oriented um, in this past event. Yeah, which deals are always important, but last year it was especially true. What, what do you remember uh, about last year, Finkus? Yeah, uh, my main takeaway was just the uh, the disparity from the the two prime days prior, because you know, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one were just such uh, you know unique years for e commerce and like really exploded, um, and then. 2022 was kind of Amazon's first return back to like a normal schedule. Um, and so it, it underwhelmed a little bit just compared to the explosiveness of the two years prior. Um, and yeah, and like Rachel was saying, there's just kind of, you know, that category vertical shift. Um, and we also saw kind of a, a bigger push towards um, like travel related stuff because all the lockdowns were pretty much done. Um, and nobody was really worried about that anymore. And so there's definitely emphasis on that, which there always is in summer, but I think it was a little bit more extreme because people were just still itching to get out at summer. Totally agree. There were, there were just some interesting things happening last year. Ecom was slowing down quite a bit. People were getting outside. Uh, inflation was kicking in. So you had people really looking for bargains and deals and looking for kind of staple items rather than luxury goods. So uh, likely Prime Day wasn't as great as you had hoped last year if you didn't have a killer deal and if you were more in the luxury category, obviously there were exceptions, but last year was a unique year for sure. Now, Jonathan, you said something interesting a little bit ago where, you know, first part of this year was flat, but we've seen some things break loose the last couple months. Uh, I've got the unique perspective. I get to watch kind of the D2C side of OMG Commerce. So, you know, we, we, we manage, uh, you know, between 
Google and Amazon over 100 million in ad spend. So I'm getting to look at a lot of data, uh, a lot of Google ad spend. And really April and May of this year have seen some significant growth. For a lot of our clients who were up like 20% year over year, uh, April and May. First half of the year, pretty flat. We saw the same thing with ad spend, up about 20% year over year, where uh, January, February, March were a little bit flat. So it'll be interesting to see, will 2023 look more like previous years or will it look more like uh, last year? In anything you guys are hearing or seeing in the industry or any any thoughts you have on what this year's Prime Day could be like? And we're not holding you to it if you, no one can predict the future. So if we're wrong here, it's okay. It's just fun to make guesses, you know? Yeah, I would, um, I don't know. I, I would always anticipate to see something similar to kind of the switch last year is that people are still um, still going to be on the hunt. But Jonathan, what do you think? Inflation's still real, right? Inflation is still, uh, you know, I think, I mean, I think it's come down a little, but it's still people are feeling the pinch. So likely going to be uh, leaning into deals and maybe some staples again too. But what, what, what say you, Jonathan? Yeah, definitely. Um I'm I'm kind of an internal skeptic in terms of like doom and gloom. I'm like, yeah, this economy is terrible, but um, <laughs> it, it's been doing better. Yeah. <laughs> but there is still almost, like, at least a, a month until Prime Day hits. So a lot can happen in a month. Um, but the past two months have been trending really nicely. So I'm optimistic. I think um should be stronger than last year, but I don't think, you know, I don't think it's going to be like crazy explosive uh, like we're seeing 2020, 2021. Yeah, it might not be the same explosive growth we've had in years past. And part of that's just kind of the law of large numbers. Part of that is inflation-driven. Part of that is just because where else can Amazon really grow in the United States, right? Everybody's a Prime member already that, that wants to be or that is able to be. And so uh, I think it will grow. It'll likely be in kind of those single-digit uh, areas would be my guess in that 8 9%, maybe pushing 10% growth. But I'm very curious to see what the product mix is going to look like. Will, will it be more staples? Will we get to see some luxury things kind of sneaking in and uh so that will be interesting to uh observe so let, let's talk guys um as we're doing our final prep here i know one of the pieces of advice that that you guys give and uh, i think this is a, a, extremely wise and prudent is don't make huge changes right we we want to we want to maximize prime day and so want to get in there and tinker with things and optimize things and improve things but you could go too far and you can make too many changes and you can actually set yourself up for failure if you do that. So Rachel, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what does that look like on the the overall channel management side of things or we would call Amazon brand management ABM? What does that look like? Don't make huge changes leading up to private day. Yeah. So um, I kind of split this up between price and then like your storefront and your listings. So um, price-wise, you know, some people like increasing the price, it may sound like a good idea, right? Because you up your price and you can offer a steeper discount, make more money. But um, it's not that simple because uh, the buy box on Amazon is driven by um, having the lowest price. So if you raise your price too high and you're not matching that on your website or you're selling on other channels, um, you could lose the buy box, which would be detrimental um, to your conversions and to your sales um, during this really high traffic event. Um, if you have virtual bundles, those can become unavailable if you're messing with the price. And um, really, it's just pricing. You've heard this on this podcast before, but pricing is not one size fits all. Totally. And so it's definitely more, um, you need to be more strategic about it. And just raising it might not be what's best um, for you, for your category, um, or for your overall profitability. Um, it, that's in terms of increasing. In terms of decreasing, I mean, that can still work. Um, if you are not competitive for your category, or you've noticed that perhaps you could go down. Um, this is definitely something you could do because Amazon loves to be the cheapest, but you really want to keep in mind your margins because if you have deals set up, which the deal deadline already passed, but um, you should still be monitoring those. But if you have them set up and then you decrease the price of your product, you may have to offer even um, a lower price and you may um, decrease your profitability even more by making that change that you feel like is really simple, but it's actually not. Yeah, I love the discussion of price, and there's so much that goes into this. And I think you know we've got to keep in mind what is Amazon trying to optimize for here. Amazon is is yeah. the most customer centric company on the planet, right? That's their goal. That's what they're aiming for. So they want to be low priced. And if to, to your point a minute ago, if you raise your prices on Amazon and they're lower elsewhere, even if no one else is selling your products on Amazon, Amazon may remove that buy box, telling customers, "Wait a minute, don't buy it here." 
We don't want you to have disappointment. We want you to trust us, go buy it elsewhere. And so you can really shoot yourself in the foot. And so, but decreasing price, Amazon's like, yes, we love that. We love giving people a deal. But here's what I'm a big believer in. It does not make sense to lose money on sales if there's not a real strategic play and like a strategic follow-up and like something on the back end, we're going to be monetizing that. You want to, you want to hit your mark. You want to hit your number. So yes, discount or else Prime Day will probably be pretty disappointing, but don't discount to the point where you're not making any money or losing money, right? That's just not good business in my opinion, but pricing strategy, very, very important. Jonathan, from the, from the ad side of things, how does adjusting the price or playing with the price impact ad performance and, and especially, you know, leading up to Prime Day? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's obviously going to be pretty impactful to your conversion rates. Um, and so then that's going to, you know, if you're bringing the price down, that should improve your conversion rate, um, which, you know, should lead to uh, lower overall A cost because you're getting that conversion in less number of clicks. Uh, where opposite, if you're increasing your price, then that could decrease your conversion rate. So you're going to have, you know, ACOS going up or ROAS going down, depending on which one you're looking at there. Um, and obviously, you know, whichever direction you're going is either going to make you more competitive against your competitors or less. Um, so then you might see different ad types like the the product targeting um, where you're maybe showing on a competitor detail page or um, just showing up alongside competitors, um, both through sponsor product ads or display ads um, and even sponsor brand as product targeting now. Um, you just, you know, could see drastic swings in the performance there, where if you're increasing price, those showing up against a competitor who's a lower price, you know, that's going to, should drastically reduce that performance. And then opposite, if you're cutting price, you might see those pop up because your competitors are seeing those side by side. Yeah. So it could really change the the math of your campaign. So, so maybe raising prices are fine and, and you, you know, you, the lowering conversion rate is offset by more dollars at the higher price. So maybe that's worth it. Maybe a little bit of a decrease increases conversion rate and actually make things better. Um, and and you know conversion rate is super important for Amazon because that that's part of the algorithm that they look at. Like which ad should we show and which product should we show for this and where should we rank you for this? That sell through rate, that conversion rate is, is super super important. So let, let's uh, pause a minute and and I want to kind of just hear from you, Jonathan. On let's talk overall strategy. So where where should we be thinking as we're you know, approaching Prime Day, it's rapidly approaching or may be here, maybe past, depending on when you're listening to this. But um, talk to me about the overall ad strategy for Prime Day. What are some of the the tips, some of the things we need to consider? Yeah. So uh, first off, um, every brand is different. So you really have to know your brand and kind of the condition of where you are in your journey. Um, if you're at a stage of like aggressive growth or just kind of steady growth, or you're really like all your costs are increasing, you're really trying to cut waste uh, aggressively. Um, but in the, in the lead up to prime day, um, you want to, you know, be paying attention to how your ads are already performing. Are they, are they maxing out budgets? Cause they're definitely going to be spending more on prime day. Um, and if you're wanting to be aggressive or, you know, eke out just whatever growth you can at, at a, a good clip, um, definitely consider putting in the budget rules. So that way you can say, you know, as long as this campaign is hitting my ROAS or ACOS goal, I'm okay with it increasing the budget um, and you could, you know, control that amount. Um, you could say, you know, increase by 25% or hundred percent or whatever you're looking to do um, as long as it's at those efficiency markers. Um, and then, you know, in terms of, in, of bid strategies uh, with like placement modifiers, I wouldn't be making any drastic adjustments to placement modifiers if I'm in the conservative bucket or even in just kind of the stable bucket. Uh, but if I'm looking to be aggressive growth, definitely look at, increasing top of search because that's, you know, that's where bulk of, um, new to brand sales are going to be coming through. And if you're running deals alongside that, you know, you really want to be showing up, uh, fairly aggressively in those top of search placements are one of the best positions for that. Uh, and then like the bid strategy, whether it's bid up and down, bid down only or fixed bids, uh, again, aggressive is the only one I would do bid up and down, but we really kind of shy away from that because it gets, it can get a little wild really fast. Yeah, yeah, totally. Love that. And I, and I think, and, and I love that you talked about it. There's no real one size fits all. Kind of depends on how you're growing as a brand and what your objectives are. You don't need Prime Day to break all the records for you if that's not where you're at. If you're more of a steady growth or profitable growth mindset, then just take a little bit of a bump from, from Prime Day. You don't need to go nuts here necessarily. And so 
One thing also, and, and, and you, you nailed it, right? Like it's, it's a couple of things you're needing to increase budget. You're always going to need to spend more if you want to capture that, those extra shoppers on Prime Day. You're also going to need to bid more because competitors are going to be bidding more and those clicks are going to be more competitive. And so you get a, you look at increasing both. What kind of increases are we typically looking at there? So if we take our typical daily budget, how much does that increase during Prime Day? Look at our typical bids. How much are those increasing during Prime Day? What, is, what does that look like, Jonathan? Yeah, on average, uh, the budget, uh, Grant, I'm, I'm going to put this in two buckets, whether you're running deals or you're not running deals. If you're not running deals, we typically see the budget increase by one to two X. Um, if you are running deals, that could go anywhere from like two to six X is the highest that I've seen, but that's, it kind of depends on where you were already pacing beforehand and how insane your deals are. Like if you're running a crazy deal, you just explode in traffic. And we've seen that in the past where it's like, just, yeah. So that, that's a huge manipulator there, uh, in terms of the budget. And then, um, CPCs on an account, on like an account wide basis, CPCs don't increase too drastically. Um, I think the average is like 10 to 25%, but closer to that 10. Um, and then at, at like an individual target rate, level. Conversion rates also increase too though, right? So it's worth yeah. paying a little bit more for the click because your conversion rate's going to be higher. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then I was just going to say that like kind of at like an individual target level um, that that there's there's always that one term that's like that's the biggest term for your product. Um, and that term, you know, if you're in a super competitive category like protein powder or uh, wireless keyboard or something like that, that term could go up significantly more. Uh, that just kind of depends on the deals that other people are running and that just how aggressive they're doing uh, their adjustments. Awesome. Okay, cool. So we, we talked about, uh, you know, don't get too crazy on price increases, maybe okay to get price decreases, talked about how that impacted ads and some overall ad strategy. Let's talk, let's go back to the principle of don't change too much. Uh, but I know, Rachel, you had that broken down by by storefront and listing as well. So what should we not be changing or how should we be thinking about our storefront, our listings leading up to Prime Day? Yeah. So like right now it's about a month from Prime Day, but people probably listen to this like what, two weeks before. So you still have time to do some things, but you don't want to sink all of your time into, you know, redoing all of your listings, redoing your entire storefront or all of your A plus content because A, it takes a lot of your time to strategically build that out. And B, it takes a lot of time to approve it. Um, last year, we were seeing A-plus content take up to seven days to get approved. So that's just an example of how long that stuff can be waiting on Amazon's end. So um, you can sneak a little keyword changes in there into your listings. You know, can you pull a search term report from Amazon? Can you do something quick through a plugin like Helium 10 to get some keywords into your listing? You know, um, scatter them throughout. That's not a full overall overhaul, but it's something small you can do. Um, that can help. Can you add something small to your A-plus content, like maybe a comparison chart? It may still take a while to to add in there, but on the chances it does get approved, that's a great little extra, and it's also not going to be like business critical if it doesn't go through. Yeah, um, good risk-reward there, right? If it, yeah. if it goes through, probably a nice little bump. If it doesn't go through, A-okay. Yeah. You can also um, try and create a brand story. That's a really, um, it's a newer A-plus content um widget that's being offered, but takes up a lot of real estate on your page. So um, you can- so Talk, talk just a little bit about brand story, if you would, yeah. Rachel. What does it look like and, and why should we do this for those that don't know? Yeah, love. So it um, it will go right above your A-plus content. And where A-plus content is ASIN-specific, brand story is just brand-specific. So it'll show on all of your ASIN, so it's just one module. Um, and it's just a really easy-to-set-up slider that basically has, you can either have a text box, text box, a picture, um, or a little grid of products. And so you can basically just um, really intro your brand, um, maybe showcase some lifestyle images or some of your um, whatever best images you have, give a little bit about your brand, and then highlight some of your best-selling products. So um, showing up on the product detail page very prominently, and then also um, just really easy to set up. I mean, you could do a quick version of this in about an hour, and once again, kind of a good risk reward. If it doesn't get approved, then um, it's not the end of the world. And you can even leverage that in the future to perhaps get access to premium A-plus content as that's a requirement. Love it. Love it. What's also cool, and I, and I want to talk about this just really quickly, you know, and, and Jonathan, you and I were talking about this too, the the, the risk of buying some no-name 
brand, right? And I was at a conference. I got to speak at an event in Austin, Texas recently. And they were just talking about all the the random, weird, almost inappropriate names of brands that come up uh, across Amazon. And and I remember buying a projector from this kind of weird acronym brand um, from overseas. And I, I bought it because I had good reviews. And then I got it. And it was a piece of junk. And uh, I was really disappointed, really angry, sent it back, which is all fine. Amazon took care of me. But it really got me thinking, I want to pay attention to the brand. I want to buy from good brands. And I do think that's a trend on Amazon. People want to buy from good brands. And if you want to go to the next level growing your Amazon business, you get a transition from just being a seller of stuff to being a brand builder and and one, you know, getting people to search for you by brand later. And and brand story, that that gives you a chance to do that. It gives you a chance to tell your story and show why your brand is awesome, build some trust, share the story behind your product and behind your brand. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan of brand story. It doesn't always like explode the business or anything, but it's worth doing. And yeah, good, good risk reward there for sure. Um, cool. And then what about like, what about storefront and, and, you know, videos on listings and things like that? Yeah. So adding videos to your listings is, um, very easy. You can add, um, several and that'll show, um, within on that product detail page along with images, but it can also show, um, on some competitors listings as well in the videos like related to this product. So um, very nice. quick and easy. Okay, so talk about that for a minute. So I create a video, like video demonstration of my product and it's on my my ASIN or my my product detail page. But that could show up then, Amazon could show that on a competitor's product detail page in the related product section. Is that what you said? Yeah, so it'll be closer down the page, um, close to the reviews. But basically if the competitor has their own videos, some of those will show there, but then you can also like there will be a sliding carousel of other videos. And if you have that's one, not an ad placement. Be there. that's just Amazon putting your video there. Correct. Interesting. And just a reminder, Amazon doesn't care about your brand. They care about <laughs> the customer and they care about customer being happy and they care about Amazon as a brand. And yeah. so uh, love that. If my video is showing up on my competitors, ASIN, not so much the reverse, but uh, but that's kind of cool. And then and then yeah, what about what about storefront? How important is storefront? during Prime Day and what are we thinking about there? Yeah, so similar to like listings and A plus content, if you spend a lot of time building something out, it might not get approved. So, but one really quick and easy thing you can do is add a dynamic deals page to your storefront. This is, um, you just add the page, you set it to all the ASINs in your catalog. And then basically if that ASIN is on sale, it'll show on the page. If it's not, it won't. And so it's just kind of set it and forget it. And then you can use that link later um, for, for whatever you want to just uh, maybe highlight some deals you have sure, on Amazon. Sure, deals link on email or on social media or wherever to try to get people to that that deals page. Yeah, really, really great. Um, Jonathan, how, how do you think about this? Are there, uh, from the ad side, are you very often making recommendations for, hey, ABM team or hey, client, could you make this change to the storefront? Could you make this change to a listing? Or are you saying, don't touch anything for the most part? What, what, what are, what's your perspective from the ad side? Yeah, um, there's not a huge, like, if if the team has already gone through the account and, like, it's fairly well set up, um, the only time I'm dropping recommendations is if I'm noticing something from a software tool that I'm using that's kind of, like, self-auditing a detail page. If I'm, you know, looking into a product that's maybe slowed in sales or we're trying to, you know, can increase or there's some other issue and I see Helium 10 telling me that... Um, you know, here it's got an eight out of 10 score. I'm like, what are these two points? And then kind of toss that over to the team. Like, hey, these two things could really improve the listing. Um, and then also like, you know, if something's just struggling with conversion rate, maybe sales are fine, but conversion rates dipped or something like that. Um, you know, kind of looking at what's playing into that because PPC obviously plays its own role, but um, the detail page and kind of the, the backend murkiness of ABM stuff is a really huge driver of, uh, conversion rate and filling into Amazon's algorithm. So wanting that to all be buttoned up is is huge in terms of PPC performance and overall performance. Love it. So uh, one one of the things we talked about as we we're kind of prepping and and putting the notes together is you got to watch your stuff, right? You got you got to be diligent. You got to be paying attention during Prime Day. You know, one of the things we like to talk about as you're approaching you know holiday season and Prime Day is that type of shopping frenzy where you know, every hour of Prime Day is like several days or a day of normal business or whatever. For some people, you know, those two days are like a week or a month of normal sales. So you've got to be paying attention. You got to be diligent 
to what's going on. So, so what does that look like, Rachel? What should we be watching? What should we be paying attention to to make sure things don't break? Yeah. So first on the listings, um, one of the things we notice all the time leading up to Prime Day is that variations tend to break apart. Um, this is really heavy in like the month or two. Is that just like Amazon messing with us? Is that just like someone is bored and they're like, I want to, I want to make, I want to make sellers sweat and I want people to have some sleepless nights. So here we go. Yeah. If it feels like that, I feel validated hearing that. No, (laughs) but, um, it, I mean, sometimes they'll give you a reason, right? But a lot of times it doesn't make sense. And a lot of times you can, um, you can work around it. It's just you have to be watching and you have to be on it as soon as you notice the problem. So um, variations breaking apart. It, I mean, like when you think about why we variate the, you know, inc- Im- improved bestseller ranking, your increased um, overall reviews um, and just the overall better customer experience. You don't want to be missing any of that during uh, Prime Day, especially after Prime Day, because um, you want to be able to benefit from whatever uh, ranking boost or whatever you get from your sales on Prime Day. Um, so just watch it, track it. If it's broken, submit that flat file and get it fixed. Contact Amazon support, use that call me now function. Um, and just, and just be really diligent to try and, um, get that fixed and then make sure, you know, when you get them set back up, if they break apart that your, your reviews are mapping correctly. You know, every single product is showing the same number of reviews that you have a sub node, um, and you have your category listed in there because like I said, you don't want to miss out on any of those bumps that you could be getting from the high traffic event. Um, so just cool. watching Talk, talk about this really briefly. So sub node and category, sometimes those get shifted or sometimes those may change yeah. without you wanting them to leading up to Prime Day. Yeah, they can change. Um, and if they change leading up to Prime Day, I mean, mo- trying to move your product to a different category, it can take a lot of time, a lot of case logging. So if your product gets moved and it's not ranking as well, you might need to evaluate, okay, do I need to, you know, do a case logging push for this post prime day, but sometimes the category can get dropped entirely. Your product won't be showing in anything. So that's more where you should be in at least something. So with that extra urgency, you might be able to get your product slotted into somewhere and then post prime day, be able to to follow up on getting it in the best possible place. But you want to be somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or Hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show. Totally makes sense. Uh, any favorite war stories or examples of things that broken or went down right before Prime Day? We got it fixed. We got it working. Uh, anything there that would be either inspirational or, or, or just helpful, validating for someone who's gone through uh, war stories of their own. Yeah, it um, just you're not alone. It happens all the time. Last year we had a client who um, they had both a they were in two categories because they were part of um, Launchpads. So they were able to be in both um, one of those unique categories. But anyway, they both got dropped, and it like was it was ridiculously stressful. You know, we're calling, we're following up, we're getting the same answers, but. Um, Basically, persistence paid off, and it's not fun to be the one that has to call in all the time. You don't want to be a bother. You don't want to be rude, but you need to advocate for yourself and advocate for your client, and it did pay off. We got into both categories, and um, they were number one in their category for a Dang. long time. So it um, so went from being booted yeah. to number one in those categories, and I'm, I'm guessing that had a pretty nice impact for Prime Day sales. Yes, 100%. And it's just good to share the good news with the client too and be able to celebrate Absolutely. that together. Absolutely. That's where clients are like, thank you. We love you. <laughs> um, now, it seems like you almost have to to channel your inner, you know, five or six-year-old where you're like bugging mom for something. Where I was like, mom, mom, can I have this now? Mom, what about now? Mom, mom. Uh, that's kind of what you have to be like with Amazon support sometimes, right? To actually get them to do something. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So yeah. it's just 
got to keep keep pressing, keep poking. Persistence. Just just dial up. Be be comfortable being annoying, and you just got to do it until until it works. Um, Jonathan, what do we need to be watching? What stuff do we need to be paying attention to from the outside? Because again, every hour critical, every day is monumental. So what are we watching for on the ad side that we might need to tweak as we go? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, you know, pulse checking throughout the day. Um, if you're running deals, you want to be in there really starting from like, eight or nine, like 9 a.m. Eastern. You want to be in your account at least once every hour. Um, and in those initial hours, you can kind of gauge the velocity of that. But the main things we're checking on, um, you know, are the campaigns running out of budgets? Um, you know, if we're in that aggressive or growth mindset, you know, if we do see budgets pacing out, then we're going to throw in those budget rules if I haven't done that already to make sure that they can scale if we have the room and the budget to be able to be scaling. Um, and then also kind of a pulse check on, um, the sales trajectory. Is that looking kind of how we think it should be going roughly? And if it's drastically lower, kind of digging in quickly to see what's going on there. Maybe, um, maybe there's something wrong with the listing. Uh, and you can obviously, you know, go into the inventory manager and kind of quickly run through that. See if something's like not eligible for advertising or anything like that. Um, and then also, you know, pulse checking the ad data, which day of, hour of that data is going to change a lot. It's but, incomplete, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very incomplete, but if you see, um, that your a cause is like 200, 500%, uh, that should be a red flag. <laughs> you know, if, if you're wanting to be that aggressive, which I can't imagine someone would want to be at 500% a cause, but if you're wanting to, okay. But most people not. So that's a sign. Okay. There's something that's really exploding here in terms of traffic. Um, and not getting the conversions that we really want, at least through the PPC side. So, you know, looking to make a cut there to mitigate uh, uh, the hemorrhaging basically is like the main thing that I'm pulse checking is like, are all the are all the products good? And are we kind of pacing in line with metrics and goals? Uh, and looking at that again, like almost every hour between like 9 Eastern, 8, 9 a.m. and like 8 p.m. is kind of like that's the bulk of the action. That's the bulk of the 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 volume, isn't it? Um, I'm just trying to picture like, what does your personal setup look like during the Prime Day event? Do you have like Red Bull or Monster Energy on one side and a cup of coffee on the other? And Jonathan, you probably got some protein there because I know you're working out and pounding the protein. Are you, you know, what are, are we taking eye drops to keep our eyes from drying out, staring at the screen all day? What, how do you guys set up and how do you guys keep the energy during Prime Day? Yeah, um, a big part is really the lead up. Um, you know, if you if you've got everything um, really buttoned up in terms of all all my budget rules are already in place, so I'm not worried in terms like if if it's hitting the conversion level that I want, it's going to be increasing that budget. And generally, I'll set that to a very healthy level um, of like double or triple the daily budget, at, and that's at the the campaign level. Um, and then I, you know. That should be running smoothly. It's not going to be increasing if it's a terrible A cost. Um, and then, yeah, I, I'll have I'll actually uh, have like a window tab open of like all my accounts, so I can quickly pulse through any of them. Um, and then early on, you know, it is a little stressful going into the Prime Day, but within that first like surge hour between like eight and well, I guess it's more than an hour. I'm going to say like eight and eleven a.m. Uh, within that initial surge, you can kind of get a feel for which account might be a trouble account or which ones are going to be pretty smooth. And the ones that are smooth, I still look at them every hour just to make sure they're still smooth, but they're not causing me much stress throughout the day. You know, if all the deals are going good and nothing dramatic happens, um, just kind of, you know, again, having all those tabs open and just watching. So really preparation is key, obviously, and getting, getting things set up so that we're there to capitalize because... You know, one, I think one way to think about this is it, it's not so much that we need to be fearful of something breaking or something not going well or an ad campaign needing to be adjusted because that stuff happens, right? It's just going to happen. But the real danger is finding out too late and, and not being able to adjust it in the moment and still capitalize on Prime Day sales. So, so Jonathan, are you telling me you're not, you're not upping your caffeine intake at all during Prime Day? You're just, you're just, you're cool as a cucumber. You got your you're primed, no pun intended, but you're like ready, uh, or are you increasing your uh, caffeine consumption? Uh, 
I'm I'm not normally a caffeine person. I have like one cup of green tea per day. Um, so maybe I'll have that a little bit earlier in the day than I usually do. But uh, no, I'm I'm pretty much good to go. I have that protein in the morning, and that sustains me through the yeah. the dark hours. Good, good, pure energy. I have found, and I think this is true, people that consume less caffeine or no caffeine probably have better baseline energy than those of us that crush the campaign or crush the caffeine. Uh, anything you do, Rachel, are you just, are you pounding water? Are you drink? are you loading up on vitamins? Like what's your personal, how do you get ready for prime day? Wow. Well, I can't say I drink a lot of caffeine now because I want to be one of those, those healthy people with great energy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I drink a lot of caffeine, so uh, no judgment at all. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I do, I do drink a lot of water and I'm very proud of that. Um, so water, definitely coffee, a hundred percent. But um, I guess I'll just go more the um, like the social route in that um, team OMG, the Amazon team here. We will be on Slack. We'll be messaging and even something as simple like, guys, today is crazy. Um, just like a simple check in like that. It helps to know like it's two days. We're all in it together. And we have some support if we need it from from our coworkers, really that um, camaraderie throughout the day just to know like. Hey, we're all we're all experiencing this. We're all trying to do our best. Yeah, it, it's super fun. It's like like a you know like the Super Bowl or secondary Super Bowl if you count holiday as the primary or whatever. But I try. It's it's hard for me because I want to know all the details and 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 my instinct is to bug you guys and like, hey, how's this going? Hey, what's this account doing? Hey, Jonathan, how's this going? But I don't want to do that because I want you to do your thing and I want you to be able to you know make the most of it. And I'll get details later. But it's an exciting time. It's it's a super fun time for sure. So. Um, awesome. All right, let's keep on rocking here. So, uh, we're watching our stuff, which is important. And then let's talk, let's talk about deals, coupons, promos. We'll look at it from the ad side and from the overall channel side, but, but what are some things we need to think about Rachel when it comes to deals and promos and, and, and things like that? Yeah. Um, this is quite possibly like, this is my number one tip, or this is what I would say is the most important is to watch out for deal stacking because I've seen this happen every year. Um, it's just a really small thing that could basically ruin your profitability. So Amazon will let you set up whatever deal you want, right? They want you to be the cheapest. So you can have coupons, you can have promos, you can have prime exclusive discounts, lightning deals, whatever. They'll let you set those up and they'll let you set them up at the same time. So um, when it comes to Prime Day, we'll have customers who maybe have like a coupon still running they didn't know about. They've got some sort of promo, some sort of promo code that they had going for an influencer campaign um, that maybe they're not paying attention to. And then suddenly customers can buy a product at what they thought was going to be like 25% off for Prime Day. They're really getting it like 50% off because some of these things are stacking. Um, so like my hot tip is to go in and check everything. The coupons are separate from the promo. So go into your coupon dashboard, go into your promo dashboard, see everything that's live, pull reports to see what you're doing um, and make sure you're very aware of how much stuff you're running because that, we've seen it in even the most seasoned sellers. Suddenly they were letting products go for like 60% off, which really is not what they anticipated. Um, and with that much more traffic and that many more people buying, it it can become a problem if you're if you're not paying attention. So yeah, it can actually be bad. It can be detrimental for your brand, right? To sell it for too cheap and that kind of roads uh, brand value. And then at a 60% discount, plus you add in ad costs and FBA fees and all that, you're not making money. You're likely losing a lot of money. And so uh, that is not the way to maximize uh, Prime Day for sure. Jonathan, how do you think about deals, coupons, promos, deals, things like that? How are you wanting to coordinate with the team ahead of time to make sure ad strategy lines up with deals? What does that look like? Yeah, um, I think the main thing, and I sort of touched a little bit on this earlier, was um, you know if we're running deals, uh, and kind of depending on how aggressive they are, but really any deal is a good deal uh, for Prime Day uh, and getting increased traffic and just becoming more competitive. And with that competitive edge, um, really pushing on the product targeting so that we're showing against competitors because um, you know you, you have such a tight normally a tight niche for the or a tight group for the top of like sponsored product placement um you know really kind of like the top four to ten sponsored positions are really like what you're jostling for uh, but there's a huge sea of products that um people are landing on whether that's you know directly for that vertical or maybe it's in the same category and that the categories can get really broad uh, 
So being more aggressive with that product targeting and having that kind of positioned well, obviously you don't want to be, you know, 500% ACoS, bad, uh, but being aggressive with that uh, in line with the deals and kind of the similar level of aggression. You know, if, if our deal is really good, uh, I want to be showing up against the whole category. Anybody who's adjacent to this product line, I really want to be out there um, and kind of showcasing our deal to as many people as possible because we think this is going to be a big, uh, a big hot prime day item. Yeah, I love that. Um, love that so much. And so we, we, we've got to coordinate. We've got to think about the deal strategy, deal structure, make sure we're not giving away margin, make sure we're maximizing things on the on the ad side and then keeping track as we go. So a uh, couple of things we need to be watching out for, some kind of sneaky things, some fees that could be creeping in, some other stuff that could make us an unhappy camper at the end of Prime Day. What else do we need to be kind of watching for, Rachel? Yeah, so fees is great because there is it's an increased fee for Prime Day. So typically a Lightning deal, you can run that for about $150. Prime Day will be 300 to 500 500 if your deal is selected for those two like prime days um which is also another thing to keep in mind is that if you have already selected a lightning deal for the prime day window like that prime day window could be the sunday after prime day so it might not actually be like the tuesday and wednesday or whatever day it ends up being um this year so you want to keep that in mind you know is that worth you you keeping and you running you also want to keep your stock in mind because there's that fee um or do you even have enough products to support that are they going to run out and you're basically going to pay that fee and not not be able to make that back in your sales um and then you also this is not exactly related to to lightning deals we also just want to make sure that for whatever promo you're running you have your reference prices listed in your listing it's like a little sneaky thing that um a lot of people, you don't have to do it when you set up your listing, but if you don't, some of these deals could be suppressed um, day of during the event, and then you have to wait whatever for prime exclusive discounts, like the six hours for it to get updated. So, and talk, um, talk through reference pricing. Is that just where someone can see like this was the normal price, what the price was, is what the price is yeah. now? Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if you've seen the listings that has basically like the um, strike through price, like what is eighteen ninety nine now is like twelve ninety nine. It's because they that's they're playing with the reference prices there. So you can put the exact same price in there for $18.99 for both listing and reference price, and it'll just show that on your page. But if you don't have that for Amazon to reference for your discounts, they could get um, suppressed and you don't want that. And everybody wants a deal, right? We we buy for emotional reasons because we want a product or what it can do for us or how it will make us feel. But we back it up with logic and we're looking for deals, especially on Prime Day. So seeing that strike through price of, hey, I'm saving 10%, 20%, 30%. Uh, that can be enough to help push someone over the edge and make them buy. And I love what you were just kind of to go back to this because this goes back to the deal thing. Jonathan, you talked about product targeting. You know, people are kind of ruthless when they're shopping around holiday or prime day. You know, this is kind of, I'm getting this picture in my head of like, you know, you go to the the local market and you're haggling with merchants. You're trying to talk this guy down and that guy down. And you're like, that's sort of what we've become like, you know, during these deals. Whereas like, I'm maybe not brand loyal. Maybe I am, but maybe I'm not. I'm looking at this product, but then, if you're targeting that product with your ad and you're a little cheaper and maybe the reviews are good, maybe it looks about the same. I'm going to go with that. So there's lots of opportunities here to kind of uh, capitalize on that and uh, hopefully steal steal some customers away, which is kind of the name of the game for, for right now. So um, let's let's do this. Let's talk about let's talk about post Prime Day because you, you guys have both kind of alluded to that where, yes, the benefit is in these two days being monster sales days. But how do we leverage that? How do we how do we kind of ride that wave and continue to ride it even after prime day is over so let's talk a little bit about that and then we got a few little extra a few little bonus things that we'll kind of share in addition to that but um what is your post prime day game going to look like and we'll start with you jonathan on the ad side yeah definitely um so yeah first right out the gate um you know the day after which is normally a thursday um but whatever day that is i want to make sure that i am adjusting all the kind of aggressive parameters that I put in place for prime day. You know, if I'm, if I changed my top of search modifiers from a normal of like 15% and I bumped it up to 50, I'm probably going to be dialing that back. I might not go all the way back to where I had it because we're still expecting to see higher volume post prime day, at least in that, you know, the finish out the week, maybe even the week beyond. Um, but I'm going to definitely draw that down because I don't want to be as aggressive the day after as I was on the day of, especially, and also, you know, if my deals are all done, 
Um, definitely don't want to be that aggressive. Um, the budget rules should be you fine. Say, you want to take all your you want to take all your profits, all that extra you just right. made from Prime Day, and just give it back to Amazon with ad with ad fees. So you want to you want to not do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the budget rules should be fine if you set in that parameter of like it's got to be hitting this ACOS or this ROAS and you're still okay with that. That should still be fine to be be there. But you know, if you, you want to get rid of it, make sure you turn that off. Um, another big thing is uh, thinking about remarketing efforts because you sh you probably saw a pretty huge surge in traffic um, and a lot of new customers probably. Right. A lot of new customers. Most likely you have a few other items that are uh, you know, kind of next, you know, ancillary to the item that they bought. So you kind of want to be, you know, you want to remarket to those people um, and show them the other items in your product portfolio, or if it's a consumable, you know, set up that remarketing for however many days out it takes to consume that product, whether it's, you know, 30 days because 30 servings, um, but definitely be, you know, setting up those ads if they're not already in place. Um, and, yeah, yeah, and then definitely with that, any any products that individually, like maybe you have one product out of your portfolio of 100 that that one really exploded, then that one's that one's the one that you should really focus the remarketing on. The other ones that didn't get the huge burst in volume aren't going to have the same audience to be referencing from. So you know, make make sure you're not just blanket launching that remarketing effort because you're probably going to see bad performance on something that didn't get any boost. Yeah, I love that. And that's just one of those ways where you can say, hey, all right, we got we got new shoppers, we got new customers, we got a new activity. How do we get them to buy more? How do we get them to buy more often? And so looking at, yeah, if you've got an extensive catalog and someone bought, you know, let's use a skincare example, someone bought the skin cream but not the mascara, well, let's run a sponsored display ad or an Amazon DSP ad if, if you got an agency or you got access to that. Of Let's sell the skin cream purchasers. Let's let them know about our mascara. You love the skin cream, you should try the mascara. Well, or... They'll probably be running out of the skin cream in 30 days, 60 days. Let's get that set up where we can just remarket to them and, and get them to repurchase and reorder when that 30 or 60 days is up. And so, yeah, just thinking about how do we leverage what's going on there? Uh, and then how do we not give all our money back to Amazon through ads, which which is also wise too. So love that, Jonathan. Um, Rachel, what about on the overall, you know, the ABM side? How are we uh, maximizing post-Prime Day? Yeah. This kind of goes hand in hand with what you guys were just talking about with um, that remarketing, that retargeting, is that we found that a very small, the minimum you can, the lowest you can go is 5% off, but a very small 5% off, you know, $1 off coupon um, in around, like you can go up to two weeks post Prime Day. Um, we found that really helps. It captures some of that residual traffic, the people who missed out on the event, you know, wish they bought, uh, but also just really helps... Um, that that DSP retargeting it performs at a higher rate. Um, you'll have that coupon badge, and um, it just really complements all of that super nicely. Yeah. So maybe someone missed the prime deal. Now they're sad. They got regret. You know, uh, the opposite of buyer's remorse. You know, I didn't. I didn't buy. Now I'm feeling <laughs> yeah, remorseful. Right? So now you've got that coupon to try to get them back and, and to kind of extend to that. And it is interesting that kind of once you start purchasing, that can extend, right? And so. So what you guys are saying is we really see a nice lift through the end of prime week, so to speak, right? And then, and then sometimes even into that following week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen it on, we've done it on several accounts. Like I said, it really complements the other efforts you're doing. Cool. Then what about like on the on the customer service side? Because I know there there could be some new customer service issues or things that we got to consider. What, what should we be thinking about there, Rachel? Yeah. So um I would just say have your customer service team prepped. I mean, it's not uncommon to have an influx of messages during Prime Week, um, the Prime Days, um, and then after too with customers, you know, perhaps they bought too much and now they're trying to return. So um, just make sure you're checking your account, you're watching to be replying within the 24 hours that Amazon requires. You don't want to have any type of, you know, alert on your account because you haven't been replying to customer messages. Um, so watch that. And then also... In the weeks after Prime Day, even month or two after, um, watch your watch your account health page. Watch your um, the product health. You'll have those um, Amazon calls them the NCX scores. Basically, it's just a trend to track how often are customers returning your product and are there known complaints about it. You know, um, I've noticed in um, in years past with some of my clients, like some of them that sell um, food goods, you know, they'll see a spike in complaints of like. Um, you know, quality wasn't ad adequate, even some more extreme, like I bought this and it was expired. 
um, not totally uncommon to see this because people are looking for any way that they can return a product and they think that's kind of the workaround that they can do it. Um, so if you're monitoring that and you're being proactive and replying, you shouldn't see any um, negative ramifications on your account, any alerts um, that are then trickier to um, to remove if you're being proactive and just watching all of these things. Yep. Love it. Love it. So let's talk about let's talk about going the extra mile. I know there's some little extras we can kind of throw in here, some some other things we need to consider. Uh, what would you say, Rachel? What are some of the extra mile things we should do? So um, I'm a big advocate for Amazon posts. They are so low effort. It's really easy to use um, some of your pre-existing social media content. You can um, utilize those images and those captions, make them best fit Amazon. Uh, but these posts, you can have a um, brand profile that customers can follow. And we have uh, clients that have, you know, over 3,000, 4,000 followers, people who are engaging with That's this crazy. brand on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. So um, it shows on your storefront. It can show on your product detail page. And just like the videos we were talking about earlier, it can show on other um, competitors' product detail pages too. Um, and it's just really clean, nice to showcase some of those lifestyle images and like the brand story, really elevate your brand, show that you are um, you are reputable. You are someone people can trust um, trust in buying and trust in your quality. So um, those are great. They also get you access to customer engagement emails within Amazon where you can um, send emails to different buckets of customers. And so uh, by utilizing posts, you have access to some of those recent customers, repeat customers, high spend customers. Um, some really cool buckets there. And so is that, so is the, the engagement emails, are those only available if you're doing Amazon posts or are they available if you're not? Okay. So you can send customer engagement emails to all of your brand followers. Uh, but if you send um, a certain number of campaigns, 10 campaigns to, um, across those 10 campaigns, if it's sent to a certain number of unique uh, customers, then you can access some of those other buckets, which are the the high spend your most recent customers, repeat customers. So you can customize them. I mean, it's in Amazon, so it's kind of, you don't have much customization you can do in the actual campaign itself, but you can kind of be You're more strategic still emailing about- emailing your customers. I mean, this is yeah. still, this is another, I mean, email marketing, you know, it's a service we offer at OMG, emailing, you know, through Clayview or whatever. Um, and it's tried and true, it's proven, it's going to work day in and day out. And now you can do that on Amazon if if you um, structure this properly and if you're engaged in posts and you got followers and things like that. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely makes sense. Cool. So if you have cool. access, yeah. send those emails. Like start scheduling them now. Whenever you watch this, to maybe get one hitting during Prime Day to have those eyes on your listings. Love it, love it. What about Amazon Live? Are are are, are either of you recommending Amazon Live? Should we be considering it for Prime Day or after Prime Day? How should we think about Amazon Live? I think I think people should give it a go. I mean, it's kind of scary to get on camera for sure. Um, as a brand owner, though, but look again, at you guys, first can, time yeah. podcasters, uh, and you're just crushing it here. And so it'll be the same for a brand. Just get, just get on camera, get somebody to be on camera. It's probably worth it. Yeah, you're interacting with your customers in real time, which that's just, that's pretty unique um, on Amazon. So it's a great way to uh, build your brand presence. Um, also, I mean, during Prime Day, if you can do that, or right before, um, great. Great click click through rates during Prime Day. Great um, conversion there. So if you can do it, uh, do a post Prime Day again. Kind of ride that wave. Um, but if you don't want to be on the camera, you can work with influencers. Amazon has an influencer program. You can um, go into that hub and find people to um, find people to represent your brand to work with, and um, really build out those connections there because you can also utilize them on different platforms. Make use of unique promo codes. Um, there's a lot you can do and not enough people are doing it. So it could be a really yeah. cool way to like diversify your brand. Super interesting. And, and do either of you have a perspective? Like, do we have very many clients that are utilizing Amazon influencers and Amazon lives there? I know it's it's so relatively new and not every brand is, you know, given to work with influencers, but but any any anecdotal experience there? I Only have experiences who've used it. Yeah, I, have, I also have one client who used it, uh, but considering that was, I think about eight months ago and he never told me anything about the results i don't think he can <laughs> stuck with it guessing guessing it was not too impressive he never spoke about it again didn't do it again it was probably underwhelming got it what, what about you rachel though a few clients utilizing it um yeah so i i had one client um we 
they sell jewelry and we use that um an influencer around valentine's day to really it was slower moving products we used an influencer to kind of boost sales and we did see a nice little bump um around valentine's day hoping to kind of you know maybe we can brand this in a way or market this in a way to create that that seasonality for that um we'll see but um uh, overall i'd say for how much work and effort it was to set it up it I think it was worth it. And it's being underutilized by brand owners too, I think, is if you're a brand owner, you have a cool story, cool personality, people want to see that. So like put yourself out there and do it. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's definitely worth testing. Are, are there, what are the what are the costs associated with that? Are you giving like a percentage to an influencer? Are you paying them a flat fee? Do you have to pay Amazon to, to do the live or influencer? What does what the cost of that look like? A lot of it depends. I mean, influencers will set their own rates. And so you can... Um, communicate with influencers that you find um within the hub i believe there as as the brand owner i don't believe there's a, uh, there's a cost that you have to do and you can have like attribution links um which are nice but um definitely something that you'd want to do your research on and check just to see um, they have a nice little page um about it but um most of the costs are going to be communicated from the influencer i believe awesome awesome uh one little thing that i'll mention one little bonus extra mile type of thing you could do. We're seeing good results with running Google traffic to Amazon listings or Amazon storefront. It's not always a game changer. And for some brands, it's just like a nice little bump. Other brands, you know, we've got brands that are spending six figures a month on running Google ads to Amazon. But one thing to remember is that even if someone wants to buy on Amazon and even if they want to buy during Prime Day, they may start on Google. So they may start their search on, I want, you know, um, I want, uh, you know, backpack deal, backpack, backpack prime day deals, but they're starting on Google because for a lot of people, the internet begins on Google. And so, you know, what happens if Amazon's running an ad for that, that keyword or that search term, that click is going to send someone to a page with all your competitors on it, right? But if you're able to win that bid and you're able to run a Google ad to your own Amazon listing or to your storefront, now you bypass the competition and now people are shopping with you. So not a great fit for everybody, but it is something to consider. And that could be a nice little, nice little bonus. So awesome. As we wrap up and we went a little bit over, this was so good. I didn't want to stop it. So if you're still listening, kudos to you. And uh, now you're going to be, you're going to be ready, more ready than ever for Prime Day, which is awesome. But final words of wisdom, final words of wisdom, final insights, final thoughts on Prime Day 2023. Um, in the spirit of Zen, because we were kind of all talking about being chill, I just, I think of, there's that proverb that's like, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Second best time is now. So no matter when you're listening to this pre-prime day, or um, maybe you're just prepping for next year, like you can still do some stuff. But if you're listening to this the day before prime day, there's got to be one or two things you can do to feel a little more prepped. It's not too late. You got this. You can do something. Don't stress. Love that. Like, be, yeah, prepare ahead of time. Ideally, you started your prep months ago and you got all your deals in and everything is set, but maybe you forgot. I remember I was at this event, I think it was a year ago, speaking at this event in West Palm Beach, Florida. And um, the event happened over Prime Day, which was not good planning. Uh, you know, I, I don't run the day-to-day -day of ads, so I can be there. But I was talking to a guy, like a seller. I was like, hey, how, like, how, do you, how are your Prime Day sales going? He's like, oh, when is it? I'm like, oh, it's like right now. Uh, it's that was a real rude awakening, I think, for that guy. But I know people listening to this are not like that. You've been preparing. But even if you've missed some things, uh, totally agree with you, Rachel. Capitalize on what you can, right? Get that that Prime Day follow-up stuff really going. Like, you know, ride that wave for the next couple of weeks and be ready then for holiday because a lot of these same principles apply for holiday shopping. So get ready for that as well. Uh, John, what about you? Closing thoughts, closing remarks, closing insights. What say you? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we're, we're past pretty much all the deadlines in terms of deals and um, that kind of stuff that you can be doing. But there's until the day of and even during the day of there's time to be, you know, really fine tuning your ads to make sure that they're, you know, hitting the goals that you want and you're being aggressive enough to match kind of, again, where you are in your brand journey. Um, so, yeah, I definitely highly recommend the budget rules um, and kind of auditing your your placement adjustment positioning um but you know just stay fresh stay cool you got this <laughs> stay fresh stay cool you got this man I, I just 
I feel it, guys. I feel it right now. I feel I feel fresh and and cool and chill right now. But also excited and also ready to make a lot of money over over Prime Day. So hey, you may be listening to this and thinking, dang, I want some people like that running my Amazon account. I want people like that maximizing my holiday sales and my post Prime Day sales. We are good luck because we do take clients, uh, not a ton. We don't have a ton of availability, and and uh, we do sometimes uh, sell out from month to month. But I uh, would love to chat with you. So if you want to talk to the OMG experts, uh, reach out to us at omgcommerce.com. Fill out that Let's Talk form for you know to request a strategy session. And so would love to do that. Um, guys, it's been a blast. I've got to say 10 out of 10 for both of you for your first podcast. Holy cow, you crushed it. Uh, but I do got to know. So I know you're I know you're all business. I know you're all thinking about like how to maximize client sales. But is there anything you've got your eye on? Like, hey, if this goes on sale on Prime Day, I might just buy it. Anything you're you're shopping for? That's a good question because it's I feel like now that I've been working on Amazon, I've like totally changed my perspective of it. So I'm like, I need to check Helium 10, see if they've they're doing anything shady with their prices. And I'm not going to buy from them if they did. So I have like a different mentality. I'm now. not falling for your games, I, I, marketer. I play this game, right? So I'm not going to fall for that. Yeah, exactly. Just, just what protein about you, powder. You That's all I'm looking at. Protein powder. That was like, I'm all about the protein. I'm all about the bulk, yo. So he's going for it. Yeah, I, I may be in the market for a new. You know, we all just talk about caffeine. I don't like my current coffee maker, uh, so I may need to upgrade. So I may be looking for a deal for that. So anyway, um, guys, thank you so much. This was fantastic. You will definitely be invited again and uh, can't wait to watch how you guys perform on Prime Day. Thanks, Brad. Awesome. Absolutely. And as always, thank you for tuning in and let us know what you think about the show. We'd love your feedback. So if you found this podcast helpful, please share it. Share with other sellers, other e-com people, other marketing nerds like us. I think they will thank you for it. And if you haven't done it, leave us that review on iTunes. Makes our day and helps other people discover the show as well. So with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on resources and guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.